Ches Amud Beis, just about halfway down the Amud, at the end of the line, there's a ton of Rabbanon. That introduces a Brisa, which goes for almost two lines till the phony two dots. Says the Tanaic source, Evid Shehevi Gitoi. We were talking about a, uh, a woman who brings her own uh, divorce document, and that would be allowed. Uh, so too, if you have an Evid, a slave, who brings his um, uh, emancipation document uh, from overseas, uh, and he says, um, now, now, what exactly does it say in it? Kasuboy, quote, this is what the document says. Um, your very self and all of my assets, this is a document written out by his master, are hereby uh, acquired to you. <coughs> so he gets himself, his freedom, because he's believed, just like uh, a woman we believe to bring her own get, a slave is believed to bring his own uh, emancipation document. Um, if he says, if he has to. Um, but the assets um, would require um, other uh, witnesses to uh, validate the document, just like any other kium shtaris. The Gemara now asks a question. The Lushan that was used in the Tanaic source was two things. Your very self, and my assets are hereby given over to you. How about if the Lushan was a little bit different? How about if a slave shows up with a uh, document that says, uh, quote, kol lach. All of my assets are hereby uh, um, uh, given over to you, are acquired by you. Uh, do we say that the previous Lushan, which had two different descriptions of the assets, the uh, slave and all of the assets, uh, that's one thing. However, here, where they're all lopped together, since it was all in one, um, so to speak, phrase of all of my assets, um, the sheikh will come, and so too the assets will be his. Or maybe not. Uh, essentially, it's a question of palginan dubura. Can we take one phrase that was said and separate it into uh, two different uh, things, or not? Uh, that's the question. Amar Abaye, what I did here is I put a number one in the margin and circled it. Four lines later, uh, first word line is Da'alma. I put a number two in the margin and circled it. And four lines below that, first word on the line is Isha. I put a number three in the margin. The more is going to work through a few approaches. Um, essentially, it's going to be Abaye, and then Rav is going to have a question on it. Abaye is going to try again. Rav is going to question again. And then finally, Rav will uh, give us his, uh, his approach. So Amr Abaye. So in that case of kol since the slave acquires himself, in other words, he gets his freedom, he also gets the uh, assets. Essentially, we, we do not say palkin and dibura. If he gets himself, he gets the assets along with it. We don't like uh, divide up the meaning of the term all of my assets. Amalei Rava. And the Rava says, uh, one second, I half-box Rava, Rava says back to Abaye, Bish, Lamet makes sense, Atzmai, that the slave gets his freedom to this document, Likni, Midi Dehave, similar to Aget Isha, just like a married woman who brings her own divorce document, that it'll work to, to uh, have her uh, considered a divorcee. Ella, 
nechosim, the assets of the estate of this uh, previous slave's master, lolikni midi. He shouldn't be able to acquire anything. To have a kium shtaris balma, midi to have similar to kium shtaris balma, um, where you have to have uh, adim. You can't just bring a document and and claim that it's his. So uh, abaye, it seems like uh, changes approach. Hadar amar abaye, I squiggle it on the hadar. This would be the second approach, and I underline abaye's name. Um, Let's say he went back and restated or maybe corrected himself uh, the other way. He says, well, uh, if it's not going to be good to acquire the assets, since also won't be good. He, as the slave, has not uh, acquired his own freedom. Now, Rava, essentially, I know he's playing both sides here, but he points out, uh, says Rava, I underline Rava's name to Abaye, we understand that he cannot acquire the um, assets of the estate, similar to Kiyum Shtaris Alma. Kama Ella Atzmai Likni, he should be able to acquire himself, Gatisha. So so Rava whatever Abai is going to suggest the extreme, either the slave acquires both the things or acquires neither of them, Ravel say it should uh, sort of be split down the middle. Ella, so he squiggle underline Rava's name. Excuse me, squiggle underline the Ella Elama Rava and underline Rava. This is the third approach. Uh Echad Ze the Echad Ze. Whether the Lushan used was Atzmecha Unnechasai, like in the Tanaic source we started, the uh, shear with, or Echad Ze, whether he uses Kol Nechasai, which was the question the Gemara had asked. In both those cases, Atzmaikana, the slave acquires himself. It's a good get Shechror emancipation document. It's effective. The Nechasim, but the assets, Lo Kana, he has not acquired. Okay. Amarle, now that is questioned, that approach of Rava's question by Amarle, underline of Ada Barmasna, says to Rava, okay, I understand that's your opinion, but who are you going like? Uh, apparently you're only going like uh, one Tanaic opinion in a Tanaic Machlokas, and uh, we apparently don't go like that, Tana. Keman, question mark, Kamba. Kerebi Shimon? Are you going like Reb Shimon da Amar? He's the one who says Palginan Dibura. Again, Palginan. Uh, lefaleg is to split, dibura is a statement. So you're basically taking one statement that was made, uh, or one statement that was written, and slicing and dicing it to have um, different effects. Uh, if you're going to say that, which you can, you're going like the Tanarab Shimon Ditsan, the mission that we quote now, it goes until the third line on Testament Aleph. First word in the line is the last word of the quote, and here is the uh, Tanaic source. It's also going to be talking about a master who's writing things over in a document to his slave. If you have a master who writes out um, all of his assets, let's say he says like then the slave he goes free because he's one of the assets. And uh, truth is, all the other assets also will uh, be the slaves now. Let's say though in the... Um, Document, the master wrote the following, uh, quote, four words, Shir Karka Kolshu, leaving out a particular uh, piece of land, Lo Yatsa Ben Chayrin. Now, land uh, here is understood to be Lavdafka, not specifically land, um, but Lo Yatsa Ben Chayrin, the slave will not go free. Now, in the first case, where the master wrote over all assets, uh, you could understand that he... Um, 
didn't intend to leave anything out, so the slave goes free. But here, where he already started to leave things out, you know what? He really meant also to leave the freedom of the slave out. What happens, though, when he said, kol nechasai nesunim, didn't he say all of his assets except that land? That's talking about the other assets, and it's simply like it was a, um, it has to be a cultural thing, but it was kind of like a flattery that he was flattering him. He didn't really free him. Um, we don't say, according to the Rabbanon. That sounds uh, sort of not like uh, Rava. Rabbi Shimon, who we boxed, does, we'll see, sound a little bit like Rava. Uh, Rabbi Shimon, Aymer, even if the master uh, wrote in a document that all of my assets go to you, leaving out a particular uh, parcel of land, he still goes free. When will he not go free? Ad Shiyomar, the, the, the master would have to um, write in the document, here it, it, it says, he says, probably means he says through what he wrote in the document, quote, Kol avdi chutz that's a Lushan which is much vaguer. That Lushan is, uh, all of my assets are going to be hereby given over to uh, Tyrone, my slave, except for one, one, uh, one ten thousandth of my estate. Now, if he would have mentioned a particular parcel of land, okay, it would be land. But here where he's mentioning a fraction of the estate, we don't know how much he values uh, the, the slave at, and the slave could very well be the equivalent of one ten thousandth of his estate, even if he is worth more or less, doesn't make a difference. That is the case. Now, wh- what do we see from here? Clearly we see Palgina Dibura, according to Rebbe Shimon. Because even when the uh, master said, and leaves out Karka Kolshu, the, the um, slave will get his freedom, but he won't be able to get any of the Karka, so it's Palgin and Dibura, which is according to Rebbe Shimon. Now, what's the problem with it if Rav is going like Rebbe Shimon? Here, says the Gemara now, V'hamar of Yesi Bar Minyumi Amar of Nachman. I circled Rebbe Nachman and put an A in the margin and circled it. What did Rebbe Nachman say? Avapisha Kiles Rebbe Yosi. As Rebbe Shimon, even though Rebbe Yosi praised Rebbe Shimon's sort of like approach here, the bottom line is the halacha is not like him. The halacha oh, is like Rebbe Meir. In other words, the Tanakama, Stam Tana, in a mission assumed to Rebbe Meir, bottom line, we don't pass him like Rebbe Shimon. If we don't pass him like Rebbe Shimon, how could we say that Rava was going according to Rebbe Shimon? Desanya, here's a little bit of the background. It's about two lines of the praise, the great praise that Rebbe Yosi heaped upon Rebbe Shimon. Like the uh, Brisa says, when Rabiosi, uh, those when these matters were uh, uh, related to him, Kara Alav, he said regarding Rab Shimon Hamikra Hazeh, the following pasuk: Fasai Mishak Meishiv Dorim Nechaynim. Either like the lips want to kiss uh, the person who says correct things, or uh, the onlookers, their their lips, the top lip and the bottom lip are stuck together because they're like in shock about how clear everything he says. His bottom line: um, that was a great praise, but. At the end of the day, Al-Khazak, Rabbi Meir. Okay, so bottom line, our question is, according to Rava, is he going like the Tanner of Shim that apparently we don't Paskin like? The Gemara says, one second, why do we say we don't Paskin like it? Because of what Rav Nachman said? Umi, Amar Rav Nachman, Hachi, that we don't Paskin uh, like that? In other words, that we don't say Palginan? Veha, Amar, here's another. And it's also brought to us by Rav Yosef Bar Minyumi. Amar Rav Nachman, I circled Rav Nachman's name and put a B in the margin. Rav Nachman says something else that seems to indicate otherwise. What does Rav Nachman say here? 
a shriv meira. Shriv meira is a person who is on his deathbed. In general, we assume the things that he uh, asks to be done are as though it's written and signed in a document. In other words, it's totally valid. A shriv meira shekasav. He wrote over kol nechasav lavdai, all of his assets to his uh, slave. And uh, it was based on his deathbed. Miraculously, Va'amad, he gets better. So when he gets better, we say any gifts that were given by a shriv meira, um, go back to the Shrib because obviously the reason he probably gave him away was because he thought he was about to pop off, and now he's back. So Chozer bin Nechassim, he goes back on the Nechassim, he can get all of his assets back, but he cannot go back on the freedom that the slave got, colon. Chozer bin Nechassim, which I underline those two words. Why? Because And again, is able, if the person who's on his deathbed miraculously recovers, he gets all those things back should he want them. Comma, however, he cannot back out on that which he freed the slave. Why? Because once a slave is freed, the uh, rumor mill goes out. The uh, All of the resumes, he changes his resume. Immediately, Shari Yatsalav Shame Ben Chayrin. He has the uh, the reputation now of a free man. You can't make him a slave again. Now, what do we see from here? Of Nachman, what clearly holds Palkinan Dibura, because part of uh, what he had said is effective. Part of what he said is not effective. Ella, so you have to come on to a new approach. Shalama Ravashi and a double underline Ravashi. Ravashi points out that uh, there's a difference between Rav Nachman A and Rav Nachman B. Hasam Hainu Taima over there. Uh, where Rav Nachman said the halacha is like Rabbi Meir. The reason is not because we don't say Palgin and Dibura. That's not the issue. What's the issue? Amar Ravashi Hasam Hainu Mishum Delav Krus Gita Hu. The reason is a divorce document or a emancipation document, which is in all ways connected to a divorce document, has to be an absolute 100% total and utterly clear separation, and this is not. It's not a totally clear separation um, because there's some room for doubt. That's the reason that the slave wouldn't go free. However, in the second case where it was clear, the slave would go free. Uh, the Mishnah had said, um, regarding a case of somebody who uh, is delivering a get from Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael, in other words, the whole thing is taking place in Eretz Yisrael, it's a, a good uh, divorce document, and uh, the one who delivers it doesn't have to say, uh, the Mishnah had said, if there's some sort of uh, question which arises, people are saying that the uh, the that uh, get is, uh, is is not as it uh, would appear. of the way you establish his validity is going to these signatures and uh, validating them. Okay, how many people are coming to question the validity of this get? Ear air comma question mark. How many people? Elema. If we say it's ear air chad, one person is coming to uh, question the validity of what we thought was a good divorce document. Well, that can't be because vahama rabbi yochanan divra koil in ear air pachas mishnayim. No such thing as a, a valid uh, administratable in court um, ear or or uh, raising of question unless there's. Uh, if it's less than two people, so it can't be one person. Vela ira tray. If two people show up and question the validity of the uh, divorce document, well, then why would you say that it is still good if you're yiskayim b'chaysmav? Tray v'trainingu. You have two witnesses who are coming and saying that no, that document is problematic, 
Another two are coming saying, no, those signatures are uh, valid. You have two versus two. My chazis, why would you see fit to samchis ahani for you to rely on these smaich ahani? Rely on these. In other words, the first these would be the ones who are validating the signatures. Why don't you rely on the other two who are saying that uh, it's an invalid document and she would still be a married woman? Elit must be, the Gemara concludes, ir er de baal. The uh, questionable status of this document is being raised by the husband himself. Um, and, and that's where we say, if you can validate those two signatures in the document, even the husband himself doesn't have the ability to uh, invalidate this divorce document. Says the Mishnah, maybe get me Medina Sayam, a person, we, we actually saw this a few daf ago, this was uh, brought, that's why it might look uh, familiar. Hamevi get me Medina Sayam, you have a shaliach delivering a divorce document from overseas to Israel. He's not able to say, uh, quote, end quote, Im edim, if there's uh, witnesses si- uh, signed on this uh, divorce document, let the uh, validity of it be established through the signatures. Okay, uh, period. Whether we're talking about the divorce documents of a husband to wife or shichur avadim, emancipation documents of a, a master to his slave, shavu, they are uh, similar in halacha for the molech and the mevi, if one is delivering it or bringing it. In other words, you have to say befanai nechtav in both of them. This is one of the ways that uh, divorce documents and emancipation documents are similar. Says the Gemara, my, how do we understand these three words at right angles? Some guy comes to deliver a get to uh, Mrs. Smith. He's coming from Mr. Smith. And we said he's unable, when he gives it over, he can't say, why? If we want to say it's because he's a deaf mute and he can't speak, well, then how could he be the guy who was in charge of delivering the get? He's invalid for that. Is a cherish, uh, deaf and mute, would he be valid even to deliver the get? That's not, but yet we have a Mishnah, and we'll see this, uh, we had a quote earlier, we'll have it uh, later, actually in its proper place, about a line, it says, HaKolcher in the Havyas get. All um, people are valid to be the, uh, to, to deliver the get from the husband's side to the, the wife's side. Um, chutz, with the exception of a cherishaiter katan. And there's karish on the list here, as well as a shaita, guy who is, uh, not mentally all there, or a katan is a, um, minor. They basically don't have halachic das, and their shlichus is not considered valid shlichus. So it can't be that this person's a cherish. Uh, says the Gemara, the case must be Amar of Yosef. What's the case over here? The get was given to the shaliach when he was all there. He was uh, totally fine, and he travels all the way, and he basically gives the get to the woman, and then suddenly um, he's unable to speak. He's unable to say. She like uh, miraculously became unable to speak at that moment. That is the case. Period. The second part of the mission had said whether it is divorce documents or emancipation documents. We have a brisa here that uh, takes us a little bit about uh, five lines onto Amud Bey's. And uh, the rest of the uh, so we'll be analyzing this brisa. Says the brisa, 
There are three ways that we equate um, divorce documents, husband uh, divorcing his wife, to emancipation documents, to master freeing his slave. Number one, uh, they're similar in that way, that both require the shliach to say the statement, when they're coming from certain places to other places. Number two, get, Get, I wrote about the word get here, star. Get is, is, is often used synonymously with just the, the more generic term, the more general term, a document. So any document that has a, a witness who's a kuthian is invalid. Chutz, I underline the word chutz, with the exception of gitin nashim and shechurei those two would be valid. Um, we'll explain why uh, momentarily. Uh, comma, and number three, the third uh, way is all documents that are processed through the uh, court system of the uh, Gentiles, um, even though the people who sign them are Gentiles, um, like Skeeter and Doug, they're the, the two signatures on the get, or I should say on the, well, on the star, they're all... Um, Going to be, let's see here, one second. They're kosher, chutz, I underline the word chutz, with the exception of divorce documents and emancipation documents. Comma. Now, those are three differences. Rabbi Meir pipes up, Ukadiv Rabbi Meir, I squiggle underline Ukadiv Rabbi Meir, according to the Tana Rabbi Meir, Be Arba'a. In four uh, ways, there's actually a fourth way that they're similar. Uh, here it is, number four. Ha'imer, if you have a uh, person who says, quote, ten get zed ishti, or star shechor zed la'avdi. The husband says, Give the, deliver this get to my wife. Or the uh, master says, deliver this emancipation document to my slave. And then they want to back out. It's before the uh, wife or the uh, slave received it. Ratza lachzor b'shnei, and they want to chase after the shaliach that they just sent and say, no, you know what, give that back. I'm, I'm doing it with it. Yachzor, they are allowed to uh, go back on it and take the, the uh, back, and the, the divorce uh, didn't go through, the emancipation didn't go through. Divrei Rebbe Meir. Now, now, the reason why, when it was given over to the Shaliach, that they can back out is because we essentially look at a woman going from a married state to uh, being divorced as being a net negative, and we uh, view a slave who uh, is going to be freed, there's positive and negatives, as, as a net negative, and therefore it's considered a chayiv to the person. And as a general rule, we know that you can zachen la'adam shleibifanav, you could do something beneficial for a person even if they're not there, but you cannot do something detrimental for a person. Ve'ein chavin la'adam elabifanav. And since this wasn't bifanav, since this wasn't in the presence of the person who is uh, having their status changed, and it's viewed as a net negative overall, the um, husband or the master would be able to say to the shlich, you know, back out, um, I, I'm, I changed my mind. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Okay, the next source started with uh, telling us that there were three ways that gets in. Why not just list the three ways? What's just telling us three ways? Now, Bishlama, we understand. Um, that would be the Tanakhama, Minyana, when it said at the beginning of this Tanakh source three ways, that was coming to exclude Lema'ute, Ha, De, Rebbe Meir. That's exclude the fourth, which uh, the Tanakhama would not agree with Rebbe Meir. Elulah Rabbi Meir, when Rabbi Meir uh, says his piece at the end on the uh, third and fourth line, Minyana Lamute Mai, why did he have to say, Ukadiv Rabbi Meir Be'arba? Why don't you say Ukadiv Rabbi Meir and go into what the fourth case is? What's the fourth case coming to exclude? Well, says the Gemara Lamute, Hadesanya. 
is coming to exclude that which is brought down in the following Tanaic source. goes for uh, just over five lines. Says the uh, Tanaic source, it's going to be a machlokas between um, the Tanakama and Rav Shimon Gamliel. Says the Tanakama, Eidim Shein Yodim Lachtem. Let's say the witnesses you got, they, they, they're unable to write. They, they never learned how to write. They can't sign their names. Um, so what would you do to have them put some sort of... Um, we can't really sign, so how do you have them sign in a document? Mekarin lahem near chalak. Do we understand Rashi here? Is you take like a piece of uh, thick paper and you sort of uh, you cut out what would look like their signature. So let's say the um, two Adim, one's name is Sam, one's name is Ed. You take a piece of paper and you you slice out what would make a, a airspace of an S and then an A and an M or an E or a D. And um, in, in that way, they basically just uh, put a little bit of ink over that piece of paper, and the ink goes through and creates those letters, and that's how they would sign their names. Amar Rabban Shemagam Liel, Baxar Shemagam Liel, who uh, Rebbe Meir, um, as well as the Tanakama of the previous Brisa, would, uh, would both agree with. Rabban Shemagam Liel says, Where is that? When does this, uh, this big kula letting people who can't even write their names apply, it's only when it comes to divorce documents. When it comes to emancipation documents, for that matter, all other documentation, uh, all other stories, if the people that you want to have sign the document know if they know how to read and also how to sign, then they're valid and they could sign and that's a good signature. And if not, they would not be able to sign. Okay. Um, that is the uh, end of the Tanaic source. And um, the Tanakama would be a different opinion than uh, Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Meir said there's four ways uh, he was coming to uh, exclude for and not the uh, case where the Adi Musayin on the uh, get Isha the Star Sheikh or didn't even know how to write their names, and you did this uh, sort of like fill in the empty spaces to make the signature. One little uh, loose end which we should tie up is that the the last line in the uh, Tanakh source that we just finished said that if the uh, slaves don't know how to read or sign their name. Now, we weren't talking about their ability to read. As far as we knew, they could read, they just weren't able to write. So the uh, Gemara has now, Kriya, Mante Karshmei. The, the concept of them being able to read or not, man, who, dakar, shmei, who mentioned that? Like, why is that even in there? So the Gemara uh, informs us that actually the Tanakh source we saw is missing a little bit of pertinent information. Chasuri mechsara v'hachigatani. This is the way to understand that Tanakh source. I put right angles in over here that go down two lines till the two dots. Understand it like this. Eidim she'ein yoidim likrois. That's actually stated in the Tanaic source in, in its proper understanding. If you have witnesses that don't know how to read, then Karin Lifnehem, you can have the officials uh, read it to them, read the document, the Chaisman, and they sign because they know how to sign. Ushain Yoidin Lachtaim, let's say they don't even know how to sign, then Mikarin Lahen, you uh, do this sort of uh, uh, cutting out the equivalency of a signature on a piece of paper and let them just fill that in with ink on top of the uh, document. Okay, so how many differences did we say there were? Uh, two or maybe three according to Rabbi, uh, excuse me, three or maybe uh, four according to Rabbi Mayer. There's no other cases where a get ish and a, a shar or 
uh, are similar. Vesuleka, question mark, Vehaika. I uh, put a triangle on this Vehaika. About eight lines down, last word on the line is Haika. I put a triangle around that. And then three lines later, first word on the line is Haika. I put a triangle around that. So we're going to have three uh, times that Gemara is going to bring what seems to be another similarity between uh, Get Isha and Shtar Shechor. And, and why were those? He's not listed. So let's start with the first. The Suleika, there's no others. The Haika, what about this? This is a Tanaic source that goes for uh, three lines, and it uh, starts here. Says the Tanaic source, Ha'imer, you have a, um, a uh, husband slave over, and, and he says, Tanuket Zele Ishti, he has a, uh, someone he appoints a Shliach, and he says to the Shliach, give this uh, divorce document to my wife, Ushtar Shichor Zele and this emancipation document to my slave, Kama, the shliach got it, but before the shliach had a chance to fulfill the shliach, the uh, husband slash master dropped dead. Should this, the guy he had, the, like the husband who was alive, the, uh, the slave owner, when he was alive, told the, the uh, emissary to deliver these, lo misa. No, no, he should not uh, deliver them after uh, his, uh, his boss had passed uh, away. Um, now, even according to Rabbanan, who say Shechur Avadim is like a schus for the Eved, and you can, we know you can be zachin to a person, you could do something that's beneficial for them, even if they're not there. Um, that's if they actually get it in their hand, but if they haven't yet received it, then they'd essentially be receiving either a divorce document or an emancipation document from a dead man, and a dead man doesn't have the ability to give anything away. It, it basically gets all inherited at the moment of death by his uh, heirs. Kama. Let's say a shchif meira, a person is on his deathbed, and he says, "Tenu manalaplein, I want you to give a hundred dollars to Bob, um, comma." And we know that anything that a person is a shchif meira says is as though it's like signed and sealed, and you got to do it. However, before it could be given, u mace, the that person uh, dies. Yitnu misa, you would go ahead and give it um, after the person passed away. And uh, basically, you want a person's on his deathbed not to get all freaked out that he's not going to be able to do what he has to do, so you uh, give validity to that. Bottom line, do we not have another similarity between Get Ish and Shtar Shechor? And in both those cases, you don't give it if it hadn't been given yet before the husband or master passed away. So the Gemara uh, qualifies what the list included, the list of three or four things that Get Ish and Shtar Shechor are... Uh, similar in Kikatani. I double under on the Kikatani and I call this um, A. Kikatani A. Kikatani, when the list was listing off things, it was Milsa things, de Lese Bishtaris, that didn't apply to other documents. However, Milsa something, de Ise Bishtaris, that does apply to other documents, Lo Kitani, was not uh, included. And uh, this uh, issue actually does apply to. Um, other documents. For if, let's say, you gave over, a person gave over a, a Shtarmatana to give over, and he's giving his dining room table away, and he gave the shtar matana to a shaliach um, to give, and then he uh, passes away. He actually, it would not be given uh, lahar, misa, um, and that in that way, it's similar to other shtaris, and therefore it's not included in the list. The shalach, ravin, ravin semish, made havu yodim, he sent a message in the name of our rabbi, I believe this is the great Rav, who was his rebbe, that a shchiv shamar, if you have a person on his deathbed, and he says the following, kisfu utinu manalaplaini, 
He doesn't say give $100 to Bobby. He says, I want you to write on it a document and give $100 to Ploni. Umais, and then Shlomira dies. Ain Kaisen Vinaisen. You actually do not write it out um, and give it. Why Shemalai Gamar Lahaknaisen? Maybe the person on his deathbed didn't actually like decide conclusively in his mind that he wanted to transfer it. Ella Bishtar. The reason he came up and said, write it out in a document, because maybe he only wanted to do it through a document. Once he did that, since the guy popped off before this could be done, uh, you don't have the ability to have a dead man um, have a star written on his behalf. Okay, the Gemara has another question. What about the concept of lishma? Um, that, that's a way that a, a get isha and a star shikhor are similar. They both have to be done lishma. Uh, so Bishma the Rabba, this is not a question within the Rabba approach. Remember, Rava had said that one of the reasons um, that you have to say um, is because of Bikin Lishma. El Rava Kasha. However, according to uh, Rava, who says it's only an Adi Mitzun the Kaimu issue, this would be difficult. Visu and further. Ben the Rabba, Ben the Rabba. Either approach you take, Ha'ika, this is our third uh, triangle. What about the concept of Mechubar? What's Mechubar? It, it, it would be no good in a case of a Gedish, no good in a Shtar Shechor. Now let's say you had a branch of a tree and you had a husband who wrote out the document, the, the, the text of a get on the branch of a tree and then detached it and gave it to his wife or wrote out the uh, text of a emancipation document to free a slave on the branch of a tree and then detached the branch and gave it to his slave, both those would be invalid. It has to be that in between the time that the writing is finished, there can be nothing else that had to be done before the giving. Okay, so what about those two? Uh, what about the Lishma issue according to Rava? What about the Mechubar issue according to Rava and Rava? So the Gemara answer is like this. Ki Ketani, what, what were we uh, listing off over here? We were listing off things that were Psula de Rabbana, <coughs> things that invalidate um, both the get ishur shtar shichur on a de Rabbana level. However, deraisa like ketani, and mechuber is a deraisa issue. Um, it says vekasav laget, and then it says venasan, which means that it has to be um, something that could be uh, written and immediately given, not something that has to be written detached, and then given. Now, the other list of uh, things that we did have, apparently, were all uh, the Rabbanans, the Molechu Mevi, that's what Rabbanu came along and required uh, Eshliach to say it. The fact that there's an Eid Kusi sign down, that's only a Psul Rabbanan, the processing it through Gentile courts, that also, at least at this point, we'll assume is only a Rabbanan issue, and uh, that's why it didn't include uh, Mechubra, which is a Darais uh, issue, or um, according to uh, Rava, the uh, uh, lishma issue. Um, well, vaha. The problem with this is the arkois, the third thing in the list uh, that we had of similarities between a star shikhar and a get isha. If it's processed through the uh, gentile court uh, system, it would not be good. Uh, that vaha arkois shlevi That's actually absolute daraisa. Who that? That's not a darabanan issue. That's a Daraisa issue. There, there won't be any Jewish signatures on the get, and, and it will be invalid on a Daraisa level. Vikatanin, yet that was taught, in which case uh, maybe Mechubra also should have been taught. 
Well, no, because over there what's going on is it might not have uh, been processed through a uh, a Jewish uh, court with Jewish signatures. However, it was witnessed, the handing over of it, the Ede Masira, uh, were the ones who witnessed it. And we're going like uh, said, like the uh, approach of Rebbe Lazar. I underlined Rebbe Elazar, who had said uh, um, back a few days ago, Damar Ede Mesira Karsi. We had uh, an ish, uh, discussion over there. Wh- which were the main Edim through which the um, uh, divorce is affected? It's the apparently the two valid witnesses uh, who witness it being handed over from the husband or the husband shliach to the wife or the wife shliach. Those are the ones who cause the uh, crisis to take effect. Okay, so it's according to uh, apparently the Tanra Balaz. Really? I put a question marking in the margin here down to the bottom line. The Hamid Tani Seifa from the fact that the Seifa, which is really, we'll see it later on uh, Daf uh, Yudamid Bays, um, next year, from the fact that the Seifa, here's a quote, uh, six words, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Af Elu Ksherim, even the Gite Nashim are kosher with the Gentiles who sign on it. Vamar uh, Rabbi Zera explains that Tana Rabbi Shimon's approach, Yared Rabbi Shimon that he's essentially following the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, who says, Akarsi, that the main witnesses that are essential here are the ones that witness it being given over from one party to the other. Michlal, that sounds very much, if that's Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon was commenting on the Tanakama, Michlal the Tanakama themselves, Savar, lo. It would not be the case, and, and therefore, once again, Mechuber should have been on a list, since the Arkois is, in fact, a Deoraisa, so Mechuber also should have been on a list, even though it's a Deoraisa. Well, says the Gemara, Ika Benayhu, Shemois Muvhaken. There is actually a difference. The uh, case, uh, Rashi does a Kolaymar, he says that Tanakama also would agree, uh, is working with In Rebel Lazar, that to work Deoraisa, and it's only on a Deorabana level that it's uh, puzzle that you might come to rely on the people who signed on the document and, and hand it over in the presence of them. And what Rav Shimon's coming to tell us is, yeah, maybe if the guy's names are like uh, David and um, Jonathan, but if the guy's names are like Skeeter and uh, Bartholomew, which are clearly Gentile names, um, no uh, decent uh, uh, Jew is going to rely on them to be the witnesses to have the, uh, sh- the, the get given over in their presence. That's the case. Okay, well, one second then. Vaha Chazara, what about um, going back and being able to take the document back, which was uh, what Rabbi Meir had said on uh, about the fourth, fifth line of the previous Samud. That's also a Daraisa issue, the Katani, and, and yet it was taught, and, and therefore, like once again, Mechuber should also have been on the list since it's also Daraisa. Ella, and I double underline the Kikatani and put a B. We had a Kikatani with an A about halfway down on the previous Ombud. Here we have another Kikatani. These are the, the parameters that we're um, being introduced to as to what that list includes. Kikatani, the list of the three things was Milsa Delesa Bekidushin. Those are things that don't. Uh, have an application when it comes to kiddushin, uh, husband mikadesh, uh, a, a woman. Um, however, milsa the isab kiddushin, something that would apply when it comes to kiddushin, lo kitani. The Rashi does a kolaymar on this and says when when we had uh, earlier uh, asked, oh, what about mechuber and what about lishma? That was the uh, the bottom two triangles on the previous amud. Um, 
don't answer like we did. Oh, it doesn't list up. So the Dorai says, rather say, there's a different distinction that we have to um, uh, say. The distinction is that it's things, if it's something that applies in Kiddushin, also that doesn't apply. For instance, like Lishma and Mechuber, uh, those things also apply when it comes to uh, Shtar Kiddushin. However, the things on the list, like uh, having to have the shliach say befanai nechtav, you don't have that in kedushin. There's no concept of it. It was written in my presence. Um, the second thing that we had said was a similarity was ede kusi. Uh, they're not kosher when it comes to uh, kedushin, and also the arkois, the uh, gentile court system. There's no ability for them to oversee a a kedushin. Um, okay, that is the. Uh, the, the list of the three things. Vaha, one second. The Chazara Gufe Isa Bekidushin. Don't you have the ability to uh, have a um, husband who sends out a Shaliyah to Makadish woman uh, back out of it? Let's say he handed over a Shtar Kidushin to his Shaliyah and then he wants to back out. He can back out. Why? Because we don't look at a woman um, as though it's a schuss for her to get married. When she gets married, she becomes, now she might want to get married, but overall she's basically making herself forbidden to every other man in the world other than this this uh, future husband of hers. And um, also, remember, it's a shark kiddushin. It's only going to be an engagement. And so it's not like he's taking responsibility upon himself to uh, like provide her with food and shelter and, and those things. Okay, that is um, so v'hachazar gufa isa b'kiddushin. You have that concept. So we answer that the type of shlichus we're talking about is a shlichus where the person who's sending the shaliach can do what he's doing against the will of the person who's receiving it. So when it comes to a get isha, a husband can, certainly on a Torah level, divorce his wife even against her will. A um, master can, yes, free his slave, even if the slave's not interested, but a, a man cannot be mekadesh, a woman against her will, and therefore that's why it wasn't in the list. B'shlichus bal karcha, to begerish and isa when it comes to a divorce or it comes to uh, masterfing his slave, it, it does it exist. To be kiddushin, but in the realm of being mekadesh, uh, leisa, it does not. Adkan.